Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. episode of Social Suplex Podcast about AEW with a proclivity for positivity. Welcome to All Things Delete. I am your host, Floyd Johnson, and with me today is the heartbeat of the Social Suplex, uh, Mr. Rich Lotta. How you doing, Rich? I'm chilling, man. Just uh, here on this early Sunday morning, uh, ready to talk about some AEW. All right. Well, I just asked a question on Twitter, and just to get our mind going and getting ready for the show, I'm going to ask you on the show, million dollars, cash, no taxes. So just million dollars in a suitcase. Do what you want with it, but you can never watch professional wrestling again. Do you do it? Man, now when you say you can never watch professional wrestling, are you talking about like current new wrestling? Are you talking about an archive of wrestling? Any professional wrestling. Any. You can, you can watch musicals, movies, anything you want. You Shit, I guess you can even watch a movie about professional wrestling. But you <laughs> cannot watch pro wrestling, actual wrestling matches. Man, that's really tough. Um... I think I'll take the million and and try to fill my time with like, you know, music and, um, you know, sports like, you know, like the NBA. And uh, I don't know. That's that's a that's a really kind of tough question, though, because like wrestling kind of fills up a lot of people's lives, even, you know, in times like these, like you see shows going on and there's just, you know, some for you to kind of get lost in for uh, a little bit of time. But um I mean, that's what million dollars though. <laughs> what about you? Now I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. I wouldn't take it. Ninety uh, percent of my social circle comes from professional wrestling. Gotcha. Like especially, and honestly, it's probably ninety nine percent since I became an adult. It's either the only people I know outside of work I've met through professional wrestling in some way or another. And um, big thing is, if you said, hey, Floyd, I'll give you a million dollars, what would you do? The first ten things would have to do with professional wrestling. 
You see, now, I, I would probably cheat and be like, okay, so I can't actually watch the wrestling, right? But I can still follow the wrestling. I can, I can still listen to podcasts. I can still listen to listen to influencers. That's what I was like. I'd be listening to Dave, like, every day, just, like, crack or whatever. Uh, yeah, uh, no, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, cu- I couldn't do it. It is such a, such a part of my identity. I would feel like a part of me has died. Honestly, Damn. I couldn't watch professional wrestling. I mean, it is you. You know how much you know how much I watch in general. You know, even right. when I don't like WWE, I'm still watching every show. <laughs> it's like I'm like, man, I don't know why I just watched that. Well, what time SmackDown come on? <laughs> That's who I am. So I don't know. Yeah, it's it's such a part of my identity. I'm probably being short sighted. But you know that uh, the quarantine and isolation making it's got me thinking weird because it's like a big part a big part of my life is buying tickets, planning on my next trips, all that kind of stuff. All that is not happening right now, so I've realized I have a lot more time to think about other things, which is weird. Yeah, man. Like we were all supposed to be together like today or yesterday. Like that's a that's a major bummer. Like for. Like, not on, like thinking about like how fun the last two years I've been like, Floyd, I think you've probably been going to the WrestleMania weekends like longer than I have. But just the last two that I've been to, it was like it was so awesome just to like see different people from either that you've talked to and, you know, built friendships with or people that you just meet there. And then like, oh, OK, I know you. And then, you know, you link up on social media and then you have a new friend, essentially, that you'll look forward to seeing again uh, whenever you know, the, 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 the trip happens again, but, um, yeah, wrestling's a, a really big thing, but I would, I would consider that million dollars Floyd. <laughs> I was talking to our boy Dave Finishel last night and, uh, you know, we was talking about wrestling and he was t- asking me about WrestleMania and he says, you're a little cranky tonight, <laughs> like in the middle of it. And I wasn't cranky. It was just, I'm like, I'm supposed to be a takeover right now. I'm like, right. I'm like, I, I am proclivity for positivity i am one of the happiest people you'll ever meet but i'm supposed to be a takeover right now this empty arena wrestling i don't care if it's wwe AEW. i don't care who's doing it it's not you know it doesn't feel that hole that's there <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah. Supposed, like, be... like I can I can really like some of the empty arena stuff, but like knowing this this being a W show, knowing how much the crowd affects a W and like boosts it up, even something that might not be all that great, and then most of the stuff that is great is just it takes it to another level. Like imagine them doing the 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 Cody versus Warlow cage match in front of no audience. Like yeah. what would that have felt like? Yeah. It's just like it, there's a different feeling like that people give give you and i think the world's find that out like as everyone just hangs out by themselves for hours upon hours upon hours it might not set in like you know i i think i might have told you before i always have something to do whether it's like you know i can play a video game i can work on music do a podcast i can watch wrestling whatever right but even after a while after that i it hasn't fully sunk in for me yet but i feel like um a lot of people i'm seeing that express like they miss society yeah <laughs> I, I mean, and that's what that's the thing with me. I miss people. It is like a lot of t- the WrestleMania weekend is I have friends in UK, Australia, all over the world. That's the only mm-hmm. time I see them. 
Mm-hmm. It's literally everybody makes that trip, and I get to see them for what three or four days, you know. And then again, then there's another year between the time I get to see them again. So it's like I count on this time, and it's just I didn't know how much. I I I'm gonna be real honest. I wasn't like. I was looking forward to hanging with y'all and everything. That part of it, I wanted to be in Tampa with y'all and go to the indie shows. But as yeah. far as WrestleMania, I wasn't super excited about. It. I was like, next year I'm probably not going to do Mania. I'm just going to focus on getting on AEW shows. Yeah. Then, then they took Mania away from me. I will probably never miss another Mania again. <laughs> Even if I don't want to go to the Mania show, mm-hmm. I will be at every Mania weekend until I'm no longer, uh, no longer in existence. Just because, like I said, I'm now feeling what it's like to miss it, and it's like, it and the fact that it wasn't my decision, it was taken away from me. Yeah, just and makes I, it worse. Yeah, I know, and I know everybody has, oh, there's bigger things going on. Yeah, but this is a wrestling podcast, so I'm going to talk about how much I miss wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, so, allow us to be selfish for a moment. We've yes. had to think about the, the world for like weeks now, dude. And it was like Brian Alvarez brought up on the, uh, the show a couple nights. Uh, he's like, "This is the worst escape," you know. Oh yeah. He, oh no, it was um, it was on uh, Voices of Wrestling. Uh, Rich said it. He's like, "This is the worst worst escape." Watching wrestling just reminds you. <laughs> there's nobody in the building and i was like right absolutely absolutely that's how i feel and it's like i'm watching the wrestling and like i said i'm not it's not that i'm not enjoying it or anything but it was just it's not the same it, it's right. just not what i was looking for but let's let's make this brighter let's try to provide some escapism uh, <laughs> talking about uh talking about some AEW wrestling yeah, man, shout out to all the people that have been sending in, in messages to, like, Social Suplex that have said, like, these podcasts are really helping them out during this tough time. Uh, we just kind of do these things and hope people enjoy them. So if you guys are enjoying them, I mean, that means the world to us. Yeah, I'll tell anybody. This is, like, when y'all, y'all messaged me about doing One Nation Radio this week, really talking about wrestling and all this stuff, this is all I got. You know what I mean? It's like, like last night we were all in a chat watching WrestleMania. I was like, I needed that. I mm-hmm. needed some interaction with people because I'm not really getting it. And like seeing y'all on the screen, it was just like, okay, at least I'm watching WrestleMania with people. You know what I right. mean? Not like, like, oh God, you don't feel that weird thing. I don't know. I hope any I hope anyone understands it was it was, it helped but you know and that was like it's making it like oh I can't wait until can't wait till this is over and then <laughs> I was listening to Dave Meltzer this morning uh, from last night and he says Trump was like I let's hope this is all over by August and Good I'm luck. looking at I'm looking at my calendar and I see April fifth and I'm like I'm going to start crazy now. The idea that I'm four going months. to be in the house for four months makes me want to stab people. <laughs> but I'm stuck in a house, so I have no one to stab. So this yeah. is, yeah, this is, I just like the idea of doing this for four months. I've done this for, this is my third week working from home. And this is going into my third week working from home work. 
three weeks, whatever. I'm actually losing track of time, and it's just like this will I'm, be like my fourth, I believe. Okay, so I think that's where I'm at. It's and I'm going crazy. I am absolutely going crazy, and like I had a friend over uh, come over and watch WrestleMania last night, Ryan, and everybody's like, "You can't do it." I was like, "I need something, y'all." <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not breaking you're going out there we both work at home so we really aren't around people so right. it's we've pretty much been quarantined for 14 days so it's not like we would be giving each other anything because we haven't seen anyone in a few weeks so that's fun uh, um but uh did you watch dark this week sir i did you watched okay, so AEW Dark this week, uh, recorded the week before, like usual, but this is the March thirty first edition. Uh, we had Sean Spears. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a real AEW Dark. Where I I would probably say I've got an eighty percent percentage on Dark, at least. You know, and you know, me, it's like even the one episode I missed because I was you know, like literally traveling to the events. I still mm-hmm. made sure I watched it later, so it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I yeah, I'm pretty. I, I'm I might have missed one episode. I might yeah. have missed one, but uh, we again, and this is probably gonna be the thing going forward. It was squash matches. It's pretty much AEW Dark has become AEW Superstars. If anyone's back from the '80s and '90s, <laughs> <laughs> like you, you you got three or four matches with. The guy that was supposed to win winning, we had Sean Spears versus Sean Dean. I feel like the I feel like the only reason this match happened is oh yeah I forgot about the big news. I do I'm gonna take a step back. Big news of the week: uh, Cody Rhodes announces on Road to Dynamite that AEW is uh, gonna have a new title called the TNT Championship. And the tournament will be announced on Dark. Now, Rich, I know you have very, very strong feelings on what the new belt should have been. Yes. Share that with the audience, sir. I think it should have been a trios championship. And I know people that they said they're going to do it on the boat next year and be patient and everything like that. But what I really think is, you know, what AEW already has established as far as uh, either units with three or more people or tag teams that have been affiliated with a singles person like the Butcher and the Blade and MJF. The trios championship is different. It's different in the fact that we haven't had one in America that was really contested for since like the NWA, right? And, you know, how much did they really hold that up? We have the never six man belts in New Japan that they treat like nothing. If AEW, you know, treats their uh, trio championship like it is, like another kind of top title, it's more ways to get different uh, people on the show. Like you could pull up like a Sunny Kiss, you can pull up, you know, some of the people you see on Dark and affiliate them with other people to be either pin eaters or just start intertwining more people, as well as it'll give something for folks that are singles guys outside the championship picture a little something to do 
And then we we know like how the tag and six man matches from uh, AEW have gone. Like I can I can reel off a couple great six man tags off the top of my head. Like the Elite versus uh, Lucha Bros and Pac at the beginning of the year. Dustin and the Bucks against uh, PMP and Sammy from you know I think it was the West Virginia show or the no the Champaign Illinois show. Um, there, there's been a lot of six-man tags. The DDP, uh, Dustin, and QT versus, uh, who was it? Uh, Butcher and the Blade and MJF. Uh, different stuff like that. Like I think the trio is about as a more unique dynamic, and I'm just definitely afraid of the idea of the TV title. Because really, what was the TV title, right, in WCW? That wasn't the U.S. title. That wasn't the Cruiserweight title. That was, like, the dopey title that would be on WCW Saturday night that literally anybody could win. And the model, I think, that AEW needs to go for is this belt needs to be able to headline. This belt needs to be able to be, you know, contested in main events. This belt needs to be able to be on top people and know when someone that's not a top person eventually steps into that level that it's not it like the belt isn't going to lose its shine. Like it needs to be like the IWGP intercontinental title used to be. It needs to be like the uh, intercontinental title in the eighties and early nineties. Like it needs to be, you know, and I think there are a lot of trappings there. Like, and you know, this company's extremely like well booked for the most part on the men's side. So I'm, you know, I have confidence that they'll, um, you know, do this correctly. And I feel like this has really been the plan since when Cody, um, the thing was, Cody can't be the the first champion. So it's like he has to operate with a he's a hero with a scar there, there's like this flaw in him or whatever what people still love him anyway but this will allow him to you know head towards it and has how the tournament's set up like you can kind of see either he's going to get it or archer is going to be used to make archer so i feel like that's a win in that scenario but i like the idea of the trio stuff more because you can have more reckless wild matches and also use it and as a new headlining thing, like, could you imagine if the shield, uh, when they were doing all those six man tags on raw back in the day, had like a trios belt, like, because they were like the hottest thing on the show. So I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I wrote on Twitter that I think they took the cowards way out. I was kind of just saying that tongue in cheek, but I, I think the trios belt are where it's at. To use Cody's own words against him, which, you know, I would never do this. Uh, he talks about everything in AEW being fresh. A trios division that's actually focused on and made a vocal, focal part of the show would be fresh. T- secondary, mid-card, whatever you want to call the title, is not fresh. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and it's and, like, and it's, and it's a two-hour show. It's you know four pay-per-views a year. That's almost like you know when they added the NAC North American title to NAC. I can take it or leave it because I felt like you know you could have like got Keith Lee ready for the main belt back you know towards the end of last year, but now he's had to kind of hold the North American belt. And I don't think there's anything necessarily like wrong with it, but it's also not like thriving. You know, like it's not like you can just 
you know, headline with the with a North American belt or uh, on a on a big show or anything, or it's it's just like another thing for more people to do, essentially, rather than it being needed or special. Yeah, yeah, and, and again, I'm very excited about it because Cody did the whole angle where he couldn't win the title, and mm-hmm. you know, most people are. I'll tell anyone. I'll tell anyone. I I thought it was a bad move because to me it's like if you're treating wrestling like real sports, right, and you're you're counting this like uh, you're treating it like a live sport, it would be like being a Chiefs fan or a Patriots fan and being told that they can never win the Super Bowl. While I, why am I watching? You know what mm-hmm. I mean. The eventual goal should be your guy, whoever that is, to eventually be champion. And if they can't be champion, why do I care? At all. Now, you right. know what I'm saying? So I think this is kind of trying to write themselves out of that a little bit. So now Cody can be a champion. Uh, you know, so he does have a belt to chase. But my whole thought process <laughs> always is just, you know, I'd rather be fresh. Why can't the Nightmare family, Cody, QT, and Dustin, be the trios champion instead of, you know, him just being a TNT title. I think eventually we may get both, but if you add it later, it, it, it's going it, to be, it's gonna it be, be really secondary. a secondary first show. You're going to have like no, you know, you're going to have like Colt Cabana and a couple other people being the title. And right. it shouldn't matter. Like the dominant faction should be like the trios champions at that point. Right, like yeah. you could have had, like you could have easily created the trios belts, and now while Jericho just lost the uh, AEW championship, he could have floated right over to the trios belts, Jericho and PMP, yeah. something like that, or um, <clears throat> or as you mentioned, Cody uh, Dustin and QT, or um, MJF could could have won that, uh, you know, for the time being, and you know, there's just a million different ways. The Death Triangle, you there's a million different like ways you could have gone with that, especially with like Pac, like losing that feud to Kenny and you know him establishing a unit. That would have been a great way to kind of get them rolling. Yeah, the ring, the ring. I don't think the ring got over like they thought it was gonna get over, and I yeah. think this is kind of the answer to it. Uh, it does suck that because of our current situation in the world, the eight people, eight people that are in shouldn't be in you know like i'm like (laughs) it feels like four of them actually deserve to be in you know what i mean so uh yeah they did so on AEW dark they announced the first half of the bracket they got there's also a little little bit of like booking thing they're doing here that i might have shared with you in a group chat i'm not sure if you saw but aside from colt cabana and lance archer cody's beat everybody already in this tournament yeah so the the thing with it is like you're not blowing through more fresh matchups you're saving a lot of stuff down the road either if it's a title defense or you're just doing this contained tournament so uh it's not like there's matches in there that um that they're just running through for no reason so that's why i think that's another reason i think this tournament was set up the way it was was strange that um you know Outside forces kept uh, my dog Kenny out of this tournament, but you know I'm not gonna go there. Yes. <laughs> so on the first half of the bracket, we got Cody versus Sean Spears, and Sammy G versus Darby. Okay. Sean Spears hasn't won a singles match. Hatton, when they announced this, won a singles match. <laughs> yeah. This year, 
So why is he in the tournament? You you would have to think that this could have been something for either Scorpio Sky, Jungle Boy, or someone if they could travel. You know what I mean? It's just like right. Sean Spears, you're available, so you're in the show. Then uh, the second one is Sammy G versus Darby, which is a rematch. And, you know, I like their feud, so and it could actually technically go either way. Uh, so um, I, that was the first half they announced doing Dark. Doing Dynamite, they announced the other half. I think it's Dustin versus Kip Sabian. It's like Kip Sabian doesn't win. Why? Mm-hmm. Why is he in it? You could, like I said, you you, you could have th- easily thought it could have been anyone else. And Dustin, you know, pretty much he loses a lot too. So it's like two guys that don't win very much. And then you got Lance Archer versus Cole Cabana, both technically undefeated. I can see them being new. Them being yep. in it, I, I I can see that being justified, but yeah, it's like it feels like half the bracket wouldn't be in there if you know it wasn't for everything is. But we have to adjust what we uh, what we have. So we then we had to so on dark we had to battle the Sean Sean Spears versus Sean Dean <laughs> again. I, I truly think this matching happened so Spears could at least have one win going into the tournament. Yeah. 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 So he, and at least they gave us that. Like, at least they didn't say, oh, fuck it. Like, he's in. Like, yeah. like fuck, fuck trying to, like, you know, give him anything. We're just announcing it. And, and, and no explanation. And, and then we uh got uh, on the second match, we got uh Sammy Guerrero versus Matt Sales. Now, I, I was going to say Sean Dean did a really good job, you know, especially in this situation uh you brought in for a squash match, uh squash match and you there's no crowd, you, there's nobody to play off of, you know, but they I think they gave him some offense, they helped him look good, but you know, Spears won. And I think that's the best thing about their squash matches is that unlike let's say a WWE squash match where Aleister Black was wrestling Jason Cade. And I'm just using this as an example. And he kind of toyed around with him for a second and then kicked him in the face. Shout out to Jason Cade, who I know in real life. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. They get, you know, they gave him, you know, they gave him some offense. They helped let him look good a little bit. And then, you know, Spears won. Right. And then, uh, and I love Always good to see another brother on the scene too. Absolutely. And what did you think about Cody's commentary? Uh, I thought Cody's commentary was improved on Dark. Uh, some of the stuff he says is like you know kind of insidery, but uh, I enjoy hearing his perspective on you know whatever match is going on. He is absolutely like he reminds me of like he's wanting to be Gordon Soley. <laughs> point he you know he's just he's very. Uh, we had, in the middle of talking about that match, we had to take a little break. Uh, Sean Spears and uh, Sean Dean, or in the, we now we're going to Sammy Guevara and Matt Sales uh, again. Uh, you know, th- honestly, I almost think they gave Matt Sales a little too much offense versus Sammy Guevara. Yeah, um, I don't mind though because Sammy Guevara is a shit eating heel, and if if he gets some hands put on him from time to time. It's cool, but overall, I think um, he uh, he he got the he hit his I think he hit that uh that, that GTS looking thing with the with the knee, I think at the end. Yeah, and the win. Yeah, he's yeah. fine. Yeah, it was a torture rack 
go to sleep. I think that's how they described it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so he got the win that way. Then we had Darvin Allen versus uh, Preston Vance, or as Cody affectionately calls him, Vanilla Vance. And he, yeah, man, he, had vanilla written on his ass. Like, yeah. it was. <laughs> yes. Uh, you, the Anna J chick is like his valet on the indies. Oh, I, I imagine they have they they both have very good looks. Yes, uh, they, um, yeah. They were. So and, like, and I would I would take uh, out of all the uh, the uh, enhancement guys on this show, uh, I would have probably taken a flyer on Vanilla Vance. Yeah, he you know he's trained by QT. So at the QT, nightmare, at got, the, got the talent man at the Nightmare Factory. So let's be honest, he's gonna get more of a look than you know your normal person. You know, so yeah. <laughs> it's QT. You know. Yeah, and, and this was a what I would call a legitimately kind of compelling enhancement match with Darby. Yeah, like Dar- like Darby worked with him a lot, and he actually beat Darby up a little bit. And then you know I think it couldn't have been even longer than like four minutes, maybe five minutes. And I was like, wow, like Darby out here making squash matches look good. Yes, and he's a big, good-looking kid. It's like it's weird. I always say wrestling is the only only world, you know. And I'm I'm older, so please believe when I say this. Where it's okay for a man to talk about another man being good looking. <laughs> no, like and nothing be looked at. I mean, of course, if you know if you're anything, uh, whatever you are, it's fine. I love you no matter what. But growing up, Oklahoma kid, you know. You didn't say men were good looking. You just didn't. <laughs> it's not something so you, like, <laughs> you, you so did. Like, eventually, like we we have to like look in our, ourselves in the mirror and look at what this is. These are largely people that are shirtless, oiled up, like out here trying to flex the sex appeal at some point, and then uh, whether to whoever, like yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yes, but and, and, but you know, like the first time, it, like. You know, I'm growing up, and the first time I hear it, I hear about Jim Ross, who was the talent agent at WWE. He was the person actually going out and scouting people, and he mm-hmm. would always talk about, man, he's a good-looking kid. He's a, you know, an attractive kid, you know, that kind of thing. And it's just like, huh, wrestling is a weird, weird business. You know, to me at that time, wrestling was a weird business because you can talk about cosmetically it is a cosmetic business you can talk about how attractive a person is and it's not that big a deal i t- i say it all the time and all people always look at me weird and i was like oh yeah yeah i like uh oh who got mad at me james got mad at me when i, I was talking about uh kyle o'reilly mm. and i said he would never be above, uh, he'd never be above a mid carter in my a book and i one of the reasons i said is he wasn't attractive he's not an mm-hmm. attractive man he's a very average looking guy that's why i would not book him as my world champion yeah, it's like it's like you got to be like <laughs> daniel bryan level like and, and yeah. kyle O'Reilly's a really good wrestler and he's got a personality and i don't know i but i think it would be very difficult for him without you know being able to 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 like really hit those promos that you know someone like a daniel bryan did at, yeah. at key points in his career yeah absolutely yeah, it's just you just it it's a cosmetic business. You have to be appealing to a a certain, you know, to, you have to be appealing at least to the person that's booking you. Or like <laughs> overflowing superstar charisma, like. Yeah, yeah, like for a long time if you wanted to be 
a, a main person in the women's <laughs> division of a certain company, you had to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. It's because it, you have to be at least attractive to the booker. It's just how it works. <laughs> you, I mean, you don't have to be attractive to anybody. But you have to at least be attractive to the booker. You over there playing, uh, getting some beats down today? <laughs> just playing in the background. Yes, no, but uh, no, uh, yeah. So yeah, I look at this uh, very uh, look at this match, and it's you know Preston very much looks like somebody that you know eat pins for about a year or so, and then you know you he, yank he can them off. Yeah, be an AEW young boy in yeah. essence. Yeah. And you know, people get familiar with them, and then they want to win. I, I, I've always thought New Japan system is like the perfect system. You know, yeah, it's 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 really good. It's like you got them, yeah. and they're drilling with with veterans, and uh, then they're all wrestling each other. So there's a lot of like, you know, you're you're keeping those 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 skill levels relatively as close as you can. Um, and then they're all learning just basic moves, basic wrestling, basic wrestling, how to do a match. And then eventually, you know, they get set free. Yeah. And you send them on excursion. They go to different parts of the world. They learn different types of wrestling. So when they come back, they're not all doing the same thing. You know what I mean? The thing about WWE is, and and I'm really not shitting on WWE. It's just a hole in their uh, developmental system is that you go from the developmental to NXT and you learn to work the certain way and you be- the wrestlers look very, very similar. Right. As, as in what they can do good. I'm not shitting on it because shit, you know, th- they produce some good wrestlers. Don't get me wrong. It's just, it's different. AEW doesn't really have a developmental system there. And what I'm saying, as this is AEW podcast, I would probably lean closer to the New Japan system than I would to the WWE system, personally. Yeah, yeah. Because Okada like, and Naito learned how to wrestle. I I think they were they're both in the dojo. They learned how to wrestle the same way, same system, but they couldn't be more different of wrestlers now. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of that had to do with sending those guys to Mexico, and uh, especially in Okada's case, he was uh, originally I believe he started with Ultimo Dragon, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, before he was in the dojo, if he even went to the, do- I think he was a young boy. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was. Uh, but originally, he, I think he was in Mexico when he was 15 years old. So it, throw in an excursion to uh, Impact where he's hanging out with, you know, the young bucks on his off days and Motor City Machine Guns and all those guys, and you know, you pick a lot of stuff up along the way. Just in his life experience too. Yeah, you do, and you do, and it's like I said. It- Everything you learn and every different occasion makes who you are as a wrestler, you know? And it's just when you have a bunch of people with the exact same experiences, unfortunately, you do end up with people that wrestle the same. And it's just like that's why when someone like Daniel Bryan comes in or Seth Rollins or somebody that does it differently, they like shoot straight to the top because they stick out as opposed to the people all doing the same thing. Right. Right. But, uh, so then I think that we get to the Darby Allen wins with, did he, he did the leg pin, didn't he? Or did he do this? Uh, He he did the coffin drop. He did the coffin drop. I was like, I I was just wondering why they did the leg thing. I, I guess they're like new Japan. Alternate finish. Yeah. They're setting up 
you. So when they do false finishes, if he does that leg thing in a match against, let's say, Cody, you know, he might win with it. You know what I mean? So it's it's been set up. Then we get John Moxley versus to get him on. We see him on camera working the camera, and he's going to wrestle Fabu Andre. Fabu Andre, also know him from the Tampa Bay Independent scene. Good look for him. Yes, yes. If you, uh, you know, you you got to look at, uh, you know, this gets you on TV. People see you. Uh, they had uh, Young Bucks on that uh, AEW uh, podcast this Wednesday, and they talked about the thing that they know this is how much TV, just being on TV, one week or two weeks makes people know you they blow you up people buy your shirts after they see you on tv once right because that means you matter so fabu andre is on tv we didn't get a match <laughs> john Mox- john not Mox- a long one at least yeah john moxley gets attacked by uh, jake hager and he chokes him out then wakes him up to let him know that he's the one that choked him out i thought that was amazing touch thought that was yeah. an amazing touch yeah, I like the um the rock bottom into the uh, head arm choke. That's kind of like an impact move, and then you put him out yes. rather than just like, oh, he's holding them, and I don't know. Because some of the MMA stuff is hit or miss for me because, you know, the MMA stuff, I like it when they're striking with each other. I'm not really into them rolling around and holding each other. Yes, yes. Yeah, but the idea of waking someone up to let them know, guess what I just did? It was me. Yeah, it was me. I did that to you. <laughs> and then and then John Moxley's so out of it, he takes the referee down. He tries to double leg the referee. Oh. I, I just thought that was yeah. a very quick thing, but the subtle details of it, if you're you know, if you're you know, the crazy fans like us, uh we uh <laughs> we pay attention to. It's like most people wouldn't even know. It's like, yeah. He said, hey, hey, guy, I knocked you out, and I'm going to do it again and take your title. So uh, that was cool, and that was dark this week. Uh, Cody, you know, Cody was on the call uh, with Tony Schiavone. I thought it was was really good. I I see what Cody's trying to do, and it's funny. I'm like, if you are an 80s wrestling fan or know someone that likes your 80s wrestling and you want them to be referred, you like to hear your wrestlers being referred to, Cody does all the call-outs. He shouts out everybody from the 80s. Hey, man, I think we got, like, a Fantastic Ones, and I forgot I forgot what he called the leg lock, the Ricky Morton special. It was, like, the Fuller leg lock yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, dude, just kidding. I'm like, I don't even remember them all. I'm like, oh, did he do that? And I'm like, yeah, because, you know, 80s was a long, long time ago. <laughs> So, I was like, Starting I don't even further away. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I don't even, I don't even get all the references he makes at times. <laughs> and I grew up. I'm older than Cody, so I grew up doing the same period of time. But he just like remembers everything. So, well, now we got AEW uh, Dynamite from April Fool's Day. Uh, it was uh, recorded at the Nightmare Factory in Georgia. Because Florida shut down, uh, they got into Georgia, and apparently while they were recording, people from the state of Jordan tried to shut them down, but they had all their paperwork. Come on, Tony Khan was on top of that. 
Vince McMahon must have made a call or Triple H. So, somebody snitched. Because nobody, you know, I mean, come on, seriously, nobody cares. <laughs> like, <laughs> Tony Khan. Some, some crazy NXT fan snitched. Yeah, Tony Khan's like, nope, I got it. I got you. Here you go. Uh, he had all his, he had his uh, eyes dotted and his T's crossed. And they had gotten permission to finish taping. Apparently, they taped enough to go through May. If necessary, I'm happy about that. I'm I'm happy about that. Lots of AEW still coming at us. Yes, lots of AEW coming at us. They are they're trying. They're looking optimistic because they're like, you know, they got enough taped up until um, what was supposed to be double or nothing. But you know, from the news report we got from Mr. Melter, they're not looking to do live TV again. And I mean, like audience and get-togethers again until August, so. Right. We may be getting wrestling up till May and then reruns until, I hope that doesn't happen. I don't know what they're going to do. Hope they're able to do something, get some kind of special waiver, but we'll, we will have to see. Uh, so we got Tony Schiavone and Cody with Pharaoh kicked off the show. The dog was in the building. Uh, <laughs> our, our boy James from One Nation Radio wants the dog to get kidnapped. I don't know why. No, no, that's me. Yes. That's, that's, that's me. It's like somebody got to do get some heat on the dog eventually. Yes, I was say, the dog is the most, probably the most loved non-wrestling character that they have that's associated with the elite. Uh, or, the, somebody, or somebody has to pull up with another dog like that's like black or whatever. Yes. And, in, you in, know, and, and just like be like, they don't have the dogs don't have to get near each other or anything. I'm not advocating for dog fighting everybody, but if someone just pulled up another dog like as an avatar, essentially. Yes, uh, MJF has to have a, a, a opposite dog. It just has to happen now. <laughs> he just has to a dog <laughs> a dog that just hates Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, dude! Uh, I just I can start getting all sorts of vignettes in my head that they could do with the dog like pissing on Cody's picture. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be amazing. They announced the second half of the bracket. The first thing: Super Bad Kip Sabian versus Dustin Rhodes, and then Lance Archer versus Colt Cabana, undefeated, undefeated versus undefeated. One streak has to end. Uh, Someone's bull has to go. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I, you know, me, I like, you know, I like fun in wrestling. I'm a lot different. I, Cole Cabana, Superman fan, worst thing in wrestling to me. I hate it. <laughs> I got a couple buddies that like it. I, I, yeah. I think it's cute. Yes. It's like, I, and I heard it said this on the show. When he did that Chicago, the welcome to Chicago, and he dropped him about the turnbuckle and then did the pin, I was okay mm-hmm. with that. But when, it's just that as the offensive move. Yeah, I have a problem with that. So uh, we get uh, Kenny versus Trent. Your boy Kenny Omega versus Trent in yes. the arena match. These these dudes tore it down. This was incredible. Uh, this is the new best empty arena match. Um. <laughs> yes, I, I had this at. I definitely had this at four. Yeah, I, I, I had four and a quarter on this, and it was like. Yo, like, the, the, there was just so many, like, good things in the match. Like, when Kenny was trying to get the hugs um, from the best friends in Orange Cassidy, Orange Cassidy wanted to do it, but um, what's his name? Um, uh, uh, Chucky T? 
Chuck E.T., exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I totally forgot his name. Um, <laughs> was like, nah, man, what you doing? And then, like, uh, Kenny gave him a power bomb into the uh, the pole or something like that. Trent gave Kenny this huge, like, German suplex off the top. It was nuts, like, and lots of fast, smooth work. And these guys worked with each other at Power Struggle 2017 so and had an awesome match. So, not shocked. Um, definitely enjoyed this a lot. And, you know, in the beginning of the match, I loved how it was. Kenny's like, I don't have beef with you. So, he's just playing around, thinks they're going to do a wrestling exhibition. And, like, Trent's like, I'm going to win, bitch. You know, he, he comes out throwing hands. You know, he's like, oh, this is about to be a fight. And then... It was Kenny had that moment like from uh, uh the Great White Hype or whatever. He's like, "You trying to embarrass me on national TV? Knee to the face, knee right. to the face." And then he went, then he beat him, and it was just like, "Yeah, it was like." But yeah, it was a great match. Trent is one of those people that you know he's in the tag team right now, but he should definitely get a singles push to me. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Because he was, he was about to get his singles fish, and then he signed with AEW. So, you know yeah. what's important to him, you know? Uh, being in a tag team is important to him. It is. Like, right. So, then. That's uh, for Kenny to add on the uh, the yearly count. Yeah, yeah. He killed it. He killed it. I, you know, empty arena Kenny is still amazing Kenny because it's Yo. still Kenny Omega. And, you know, when people, when people, like, I don't know what the – I don't get it about Kenny Omega because, you know, some people don't. I want to show them this match. It's like, what don't you get? Right. There's no one around. <laughs> it's just like blazing speed, athleticism, yeah. Yeah. Uh, ring psychology, great selling, great offense, um, <laughs> dramatic moves. Like, yeah, so it, it, it's a thing. Yeah, it's, it's a thing, and it's just like – my dream matches, you know, you know, you have a lot of dream matches, but uh, Kenny versus Daniel Bryan, I would love to see that happen. One yeah, time. I would like to see Kenny and Matt Riddle also. Oh my God, Kenny and Matt Riddle I'm throwing throwing the uh, V triggers at each other. Oh my, oh my God. gosh, yeah, James <laughs> Boy spot of V triggers, I would love it. Yes. Uh, so then we got the number one ranked Takara Shida versus Anna J. Takara Shida. Clearly is being pushed to be uh, Ny- Nyla's next contender. Unfortunately, it was going to be B, but because of present conditions, she is stuck in another country. So they had to scrap that, and they seem to be building up Sheeta. I'm guessing B was just going to be like a middle win to get to Sheeta eventually. But I-, I think so. Yeah. yeah. But so they had to scrap that, and now they're just building up Nyla versus uh, Sheeta, and then Anna J. Now, Anna J, I am not going to mince words. It's very attractive. Anna J lit the internet on fire. She did. Uh, Anna, Anna yes. J, too wise. Yes, and it was <laughs> and it was funny. It was funny. It, it was like uh, James was like, you know, everybody in wrestling is attractive, but she's new. You know what right. I mean? We haven't seen her yet. So right. she's according, new. yeah, that's that's just coming out of nowhere, and it's like yeah. she looked like a major league like wrestler. Yeah ready like she didn't look like she had kind of run down gear like her hair wasn't quite right or her makeup wasn't quite what no like she was out the box like major league yeah. top level look yeah offer. and you think she's lead like you look at her and you like you at least had the two wwe tryouts just based right. on like this isn't your first gear set like you you either a invested a lot of money into this or b you've progressed to this point already 
Because I always see those old pictures that wrestlers upload in like different gear they have when they were first starting. That don't look like no new stuff. Like yes. <laughs> or or like this don't look like her first stuff. She's like she decided if I'm gonna do this, I'm going all in. This isn't gonna be. I'm not going half-assed on this. She she uh she borrowed some money or she made money in her previous profession, and you know and she made sure that she made sure that she looked right. So. I ain't I ain't hating on her. I like not at all. Yeah, I I, I, I like the match too. Like it was uh, it, the cool thing about it I think was like it wasn't just a demolition. Like I I don't need uh, like I already know who she I've seen enough Carl Sheeta matches. We're not establishing her anymore at this point. Like she's number one. We get it. But like if there's somebody that either a the company's looking at like yo we want to see what they got a little bit or uh, just something to fill up some more TV time. Like, she, like I didn't, I didn't have a problem with the match. Uh, yeah. And, uh, she, you know, that's, you know, what she was there for, you know, and she, it was a tr- kind of a tryout match and an enhancement match. I mean, they did the same thing with big swole and a few mm-hmm. other people that they've signed, you know, they had their match and, you know, they ate the pin, but they got some offense in and just like, let's look at it. She is, could be, uh, she could be clearly like their first female developmental talent. You know what I mean? Right. You know, just have her there, and you know she loses. Eventually gets, eventually gets a little better. Uh, and people are already interested in her. Everyone yeah. I've, I've talked to, every show I've heard has 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 liked uh, the, the the Anna J. Yes, uh, she uh, approached Britt Baker at the ringside. Uh, she kicked the barricade to intimidate her. And Dr. Britt took off her shoe, and Cody had the funny call of the night. She's like, why does she have her shoe off in a sandwich in her hand or something like that? And it was it was just one of those questions that you, things you see on wrestling, and he actually called it out, and it was uh, it was pretty funny. Uh, I think he paid for that a little bit later in the show. You know, yeah. yeah you, know, you don't go at Britt Baker. She gets even. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the upload uh the next video package uh with uh big big hurt Jake Hager and AEW champion John Moxley. Uh basically uh Hager says that he's gonna give Mox everything he has. And then of course Mox says we've been around the world together. Uh we've watched uh we've listened to Jerky Boy albums together. I, I don't what's a jerky boy album? I don't know what that is can't say i've ever heard that yes i was like i was like okay uh and then there is he said there's a formula there's an achilles heel i'm not looking for applause i'm looking to fight jake hager uh we then get the announcement that in two weeks no holds barred empty arena match which every match is an empty arena match jake hager versus john moxley are you looking forward to that match you say it out loud like that, and it's like Jake Hager versus John Moxley, and I'm like, no, like, <laughs> um, but as an empty arena brawl with an MMA shoot fighter, Jake Hager, who has been insanely protected, who has put Moxley out a couple times, fucked him up uh, in, in the uh, concession stands, beat him uh, and and put him to sleep, and Moxley's not going to be one to get his title reign overshadowed. I think he's going to like, you know, they're going to do a big empty arena brawl akin to a death match. 
And with these guys, they're probably going to watch like Terry Funk and Jerry Lawler and try to, you know, and, you know, intimidate that. I, I think Moxley's going to be like talking to him the whole time while the camera follows to really kind of drive it home. And I believe they might have shot this already at Daly's place Okay. So, from, from what I'm gathering. So they might have a little bit more arena to work with. So I, it could be good. Uh, but I'm kind of just like, mm, I'll wait and see before jumping out the window on it. Yeah. If it's a fight, a very strong fight, you know, uh, Mox is really good at the plunder matches. So, you know, if it's a fight and not, I, I am a person that in ring bell to bell, I think Jake Hager dry as toast. I just like does nothing for me in the ring, but in this type of match, where Moxley would be pretty much, you know, you got to dance, and Moxley's going to lead this man. I think he can lead him to a good match because Jake Hager's big. So anything he does just looks more devastating because he's freaking huge. And I think it got lost because he was in the land of giants, how big that man is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think, you know, I think they'll have a good match. And, you know, he always has that whole, the idea that he could just choke uh, Moxley out. That's a big threat to have, and they, uh, you know, they established that on the dark, which was cool. Uh, then we had Cole Cabana uh, join Tony uh, Schiavone at the commentary table. We then had uh, the Booker obviously hates Marco Stunt because we had <laughs> Lance Archer versus Marco Stunt. So, like, what was that process like? Do you think, like, they went up to Marco and be like, we got a great opportunity, like, in kayfabe, we, we got a great opportunity for you, Marco. We know we, you haven't ever, you know, had a singles match on uh, AEW Dynamite, but you you see that dude that destroyed all those dudes in that video the other week? You're going to fight him. So how about it? What do you think? Yeah, yeah. He, 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 beat, <laughs> he just beat the crap out of man like five times your size, but you know what? You got a shot. Yeah, and this match went exactly how you would think a match between those two would go. This was one of the great squash matches to ever happen in the history of wrestling. Um, I wouldn't begrudge someone for giving this four stars if they wanted to, right? Just, you know, if you're looking at it from a, uh, you know, perspective of what is a match meant to do what for this style, this was awesome awesome this was not just empty the gun on um, the amount of finishers you have inside of you know a minute or so there were different moves there were like you know uh, there was a comeback there was like a pre-match kind of thing a stare down like and then there was a post-match to this when he chokes him into the crowd this was amazing like in my, I, I guarantee you uh lance Ar- archer wanted to marco stunt and, and shook his hand after the match like thank you yes yes because uh lance archer looked amazing marco stunt again he's on tv you know there's that's a, there's something about that but yeah uh this was one of the greatest the great squashes of all time whenever they show lance archer's like video pa- package they got him through the choke, uh, yeah. choke slam into the crowd. Yeah, they're going to show him chunking Marco Stunt into the crowd. And it's like whenever they get back and they can get some more of the wrestlers back, you know, you've got a nice little rivalry with Luchasaurus if you want to, defending his buddy or Jungle Boy uh, going, yep. going after him. So it's like you you set this up for the future. Uh, and you had the gun club out in the crowd, and they were cheering everyone on. That was kind of cool. And Orange Cassidy was being Orange Cassidy. 
holding up a sign with nothing there, knowing it's going to get memed. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, then we get uh, a video package of Brody Lee in the Dark Order. Uh, Brody Lee continuing his Vince McMahon cosplay, this time with a yawn. And it was funny because he made it topical. He's like, everyone's at home. We can't go anywhere. So how are you tired? You should have plenty of rest. I thought that was funny. And, uh, you know, never yawn in front of me again. He does not want to be called the exalted one. He wants to be called Mr. Brody Lee. How do you feel about the vignettes? Obviously pointing, uh, making fun of Mr. McMahon. Oh, I love it. Like, come on now. Like, everyone, you know, knows, like, we, like, we don't have to pretend um, a big part of, of, like, some of the discourse around AEW is like, well, fuck WWE, because either A, the, like, that company's trying to buy everyone out, and all these dudes made the choice. No, we're not doing it that way. And, you know, obviously the, the internal competition between, you know, both companies, it's like, we and we know all these stories anyway so it's funny seeing them you know get the light shined on them in, in this way that they are and the dark order being the evil corporation run by a lunatic that's like a cult that's like just it's as good as it can get like to describe like the fan base and the leader vince mcmahon yes. like <laughs> yes. yes and it, it's like it's like when i talk to certain people and they literally twist all the stuff that's obviously not entertaining and they twist it until it being entertaining. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy. It's like, are you drinking the Kool-Aid? And it's like, <laughs> cause you know me, I want to love everything. I don't watch stuff hoping to dislike it. That's just mm -hmm. stupid. I watch it cause I want to be entertained, but I'm not going to tell you it entertains me and it doesn't. That's right. It's just dishonest. And it just seems like, you're like, literally, oh, that result was stupid, but the match was fun, though. Like, no, that's not how this works. That's not that's not how this works at all. If, if the ending's stupid, the whole match was stupid. That's how I feel. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but as far as Brody, like, with Dark Order, it's like, all right, um... I, I just hope they don't they don't go too far in that direction. They can do these kind of things as long as it remains about Brody Lee. Like it cannot fully turn into I am Vince McMahon. Like it it, it can't fully turn into that. I think. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I th and I got confidence in either so whoever's behind the quality control of this would be like, all right. So how are we pivoting to this toward you wrestling? Like. <laughs> yeah, it was fun two vignettes. And, of course, some people was like, it's old already. And I'm like, I'm not one of those people. But, uh, yeah, I don't think they should go too much further with this. This should be about this good wrestler, you know, trying to win. And, you know, so I look forward to right. that. And um, so we get uh, QT and Dustin, the Natural Nightmares. QT. Yes, versus uh with uh Brandy Rhodes versus number eight and nine of the Dark Order. I thought that was kind of funny. Name. I love. Yes. Yeah. When do we see ten and eleven, twelve and thirteen? It's like whenever they get dispatched, uh, go ahead and uh roll a couple new numbers out. Cause you know technically you know e evil Uno, and then right. Stu technically is Stu Dose, so he's technically right. two. You know, you go down the list, so they, they're they 8 and 9. 
So I'm wondering who the middle numbers are. That's going to be funny. Uh, it, this was a squash match, you know. Well, and you and you can use like all those numbered, um, you know, geeks or whatever as either um, tryouts for for guys that you're that you're looking at or uh, just doing indie. Like we need a couple indie guys from this city, you know, to basically be used in a fashion that's forwarding something for real um like you know 34 and 35 or random indie guys from salt lake city utah that we'll never see again like you can use it for either one i think yeah i was gonna say man you can get a good old vanilla vance he can get some reps that right. way be like you know when he main eventing one day and be like dude i was i was number nine that right. was me i was in that costume getting beat up you know you can use that you you can use that in the future, um, but it was, you know, it was match. So after the match, uh, uh, number eight uh, takes the the pin with uh, their finisher, which is like a, I don't even know what it's called. It's a double team DDT, reverse DDT, almost. Um, trying to think. And yeah, when uh, so they hit their double team finisher on number eight, and yeah, and they get it was like it was like a reverse suplex into a running like like diamond cutter or something. Like I I I love that move. Yeah, so they uh they get the pin. Brody Lee then comes out, stares down Dustin. You think he's about to attack him? He walks right past him, and then he goes and power bombs number eight for losing. So that is your punishment for losing. I, I like I said, I, I I'm liking everything they're doing with Brody Lee as the exalted one. Only thing mm-hmm. I'm upset about, well, I wouldn't call it upset. What, what sucks is we're not getting to see more action with him, uh, interaction with him and like Evil Uno and Stu, as in what the power uh, power dynamic is going to be there. But again, as you bring up, as you brought up before, it's going to be. If you ever wanted to do a trios division, this is going to be perfect. You're going to yeah. have, have this there. So I'm looking forward to that. And hopefully, like, they were able to get in some of the people that, you know, that because, like, a lot of people can't travel for this thing. So, like, I don't think we're going to see the Bucks for the next month. I don't think we're going to see, like, SCU for the next month. Like, so hopefully, like, I don't know where Grayson and Udo are located, but they've got to make sure they don't get lost in this. All right. And the next, uh, we're back. And the next thing is the Jericho vignette. What did you think about this, Rich? This was the brilliance of Chris Jericho uh, in a nutshell. (sighs) He was in the tub with leather pants on and a belt. Drinking the bubbly, of course, talking that shit. And then eventually the drone flies in, talks shit to the drone, and then he once again offers the drone to join the inner circle. And he has a little mini inner circle shirt for the drone. And it's not at all ridiculous. Like, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, the drone steals the shirt, and Jericho promptly releases the hounds, and Jericho just keeps the dogs ready. Like, no matter, that could have been any type of threat that was, um, you know, intruding upon the Jericho residence that he had the dogs ready for. And not only did he sick the dogs, he sicked the dogs on a flying object. So that was like, 
it was just absurd. But um, yeah, he's he's he, Jericho is excellence. He told us a long time ago. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's like a hotter character in wrestling right now than Chris Jericho. It just seems like anything he does becomes a meme. It becomes the internet's talking about it all week. He just has the pulse on what entertains people. It's like, you know, he's one of those people that, you know, you know, when people say, well, you just can't entertain this new generation of fans, Jericho's figured it out, you know. And, right. yeah, he's been around forever. Just be a compelling character. You know, that's that's what he is, you know. And it's just like. Yeah, like, he's he's the best. <laughs> he really is. He really is. It's like when some people say they're the GOAT, you just kind of like, Ah, uh, you question it, Jericho. You like, yeah, yeah, because he's been good and consistent. He knows when to go away. He knows when to come back. He knows when to play face. He knows when to play heel. And it's just like whatever he needs to do, it seems like he's always ahead of the curve, and he just can get anything over. So I don't know. He's just really, really good at this. Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he's just really, really good at this. I was very entertained by this. I was like, you know what? And it's funny because, you know, I feel like you could put another wrestler in Jericho's same situation, same material, and it would bomb. Yeah, and, and it's all about, like, what you what you do with it. And the thing is, I'm where Jericho is special is those are his, like, no one else would get those ideas because those are Jericho's ideas. And <laughs> he's, um, he's a one of one. And it, it used to drive me nuts when people used to call him like, you know, be like, Oh, you're, you're just the next Shawn Michaels or anything like that. This guy's completely different. And, you know, I think he's, you know, for his career, like, I think he's better. So like, it's like, you this guy's better like, than who? Than Sean. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, and I know, I know people are going to get upset with me about that, but that's just what it is. Like, look, like, there's, like, this late in his career, reinventing yourself a million times, a million different great characters all over the world. Like, he's, he can't be touched. Like, <laughs> and it's just like, something as simple as, like, arguing with a fucking drone is just like, and just have you fucking crying, laughing. Like, and then he can come back and be mean and sadistic. And then he can come back and do main events. And at this advanced age, it's like, he, he's a complete pro wrestler. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, we didn't get an update on Nick Jackson at the Young Bucks. Matt was at their home and they showed, uh, they said, we can't go anywhere. So we brought a ring to you. Looks like they had a ring set up on a tennis court. That's their backyard, yep. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's Nick's property. Wow. Okay. That money, calm money long, as you would say. Long. Yes. Man, Matt ran Nick through some jills, and he said, how to feel? Are you ready to get back in there? He said, not yet. Not <laughs> yet. They're, they're waiting on you. Nick's going to have, Nick's, looks like he's going to have a lot of time to get healed. Now we get the main event. We get. The greatest wrestler on God's green earth, the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes, uh, and uh, Darby Allen. Of course, uh, Arn Anderson had to uh, stay home because uh, we don't want him to die. And then, Arn got to got to keep the Waffle House menu at the crib. I, I he and it seems like you know they, they lost this match, so like you know may, maybe Arn not having the directions there, you know, kind of tripped him up. Yeah, 
I mean, it'd be funny they have Arn on the iPad next week, you know, giving directions to Brandy as she gives him the code. They got to get a big, like, tripod and then, like, a video screen for Arn the coach. Yes, and you got to get a video of him not knowing how to set up the iPad. You need that video, too, because. Yep. <laughs> Put that on the road two shows. Yes, yeah. Uh, against the Spanish guy, Sammy Guevara and Sean Spears. I think this is the first time Sammy has ever teamed up with someone not in the inner circle. So that that was interesting in this case. Since the inner circles began, yeah. Yeah, since the inner circles began. Uh, this, uh, so, yeah, these basically, this is very New Japanish. This is a preview of the first round of the tournament, you know, so – you you kind of get uh some uh get kind of get what it's gonna look like in these matchups. Even though both of these people have wrestled before, uh, we get a lot of action. But let's talk about the key point. Let's talk about that rat bastard Darby, Darby Allen. Uh, so <laughs> we I have I can honestly say this a few episodes ago, about a month ago, when Darby Allen sat there and watched John Moxley get his ass beat. I said Darby Allen is a shitty partner. Remember when I said that? And I remember every, remember and, you going on a one man crusade. A one man crusade. Everybody, I have nothing. I didn't have a problem with it. He they're not friends. I was like, this dude's a piece of shit. And I said <laughs> it. And and then he all Darby Allen did in this match was prove me right. <laughs> <laughs> So Cody's, right, so Cody's about to take right. a chair shot, and he pushes Cody out the way, takes the hit, and you know, and then loses the match. Which that's what a partner's supposed to do. And then after the match, he gets mad at Cody and punches him in the face and knocks him out. Hey man, some dudes just need to be need to be popped in their shit. <laughs> what, did, what did Cody do? <laughs> you know. I, he was he was letting them know, you know, should you face me, you know, this was gonna, this was gonna feel like, you know. Darby Allen failed by getting pinned, and then he got mad at Cody, who didn't get pinned. I don't know how this works. Yeah, I, I think it was like like he got out the way or something. Yes. I, I forgot the finish to it exactly but um yeah i mean sometimes yeah. you know you, you just get popped in your shit you know and you know right. I, I pop cody like, like that so you know so yeah I was him. this is the exact scenario just pulled out a chair to use on cody but darby took takes the chair and makes the save stopping cody from getting hit which is what a partner should do this is nothing out outside the norm of regular tag team wrestling then he gets rolled up. Like you made me lose. You made me lose because I was being a good tag team partner. So really, Darby should have just been a bad tag team partner off rip, like and just allow Cody to get crashed with the chair. I would rather that happen than getting <laughs> decked by my supposed partner for absolutely no reason. <laughs> so, so deck by your partner or chair shot? You, yes, you deck by your partner. That's what I was like. He's like, because it almost seems like I saved you so I could be the one that knocked you out. I didn't want him to have that pleasure. 
Oh my god. I don't know. Darby Allen is a shitty tag team partner. I think everybody in the AEW should just not tag with him. And that should be a storyline that nobody wants to tag with Darby Allen because he's gonna eventually screw you over. I mean, Darby don't look like the the type to actually like be getting along with people anyway. Like that man like you hang out by himself. Yeah. I, I mean it's true. In the it's dark. True. And At all like, times. Yeah, you know, Cody's a booker. He's like, man, stop teaming me up with people, you know? I'm going to keep doing this. So maybe they'll learn their lesson. Darby does not play well with others. I don't know. I just like, I was like, me and Darby got beef. I almost bought his shirt. Let me tell you this. <laughs> I almost bought his newest shirt. And, and then he betrayed Cody, of all people, the guy that's believed in him since the beginning. He, he betrayed him. And I, like I said, I don't know why. It ain't like he lost the tar- TV tournament. It was like, hey man, he knows a real Cody that's, that's underneath. I don't. We know. all know the real Cody that's underneath. I don't know. I, I, I am not familiar with what you're speaking of. <laughs> Cody is... Cody is a white meat baby face. He knows no wrong. All he can do... He's just getting there, trying to give Darby the rub. It's like, hey, come on up to my level. And you know, Darby's like, no, I don't want to. I can't handle the pressure of being in here with a wrestling guy. Oh, and my God. I, I don't know. Unbelievable. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I know. It, it, I, I felt bad for Cody because, you know, he's trying to give – Hey, trying to help Darby out, and Darby turns on just, him. Just his generosity is just getting the best of him, huh? Right, 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 man. You know. Who knew? Yeah, gave him a job so he can get some clothes without holes in them. You know, He's trying to help him out. Hey, I don't know how. To, I don't know what we what would be done. But uh, that was it for Dynamite this week. Next week on Dynamite, I believe we're getting a first round matchup. I don't remember which one we're what match we're getting. I think we're getting Cody and Spears uh, next week, and then also uh, Lance and um, Lance and Cole Cabana. I yes. believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're getting one match from each side. Uh, so that's gonna happen next week. And if over the next few weeks you notice that a lot of the same people are wrestling, it's because they only can really use people that were able to travel to Georgia this week. Right. So, so that was all they were able to use. So people like Scorpio Sky, the Young Bucks that are in California, uh, the Canadians, uh, which are uh, the Dark Order, they are they weren't able to make it to the show, you know. I believe Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus are both in California, so they weren't able to make the show. So they're Man. using they're using a very abbreviated staff. So you know what? You everyone's had to make adjustments in this one. So this is the adjustments they're making. Yep. Uh, yeah. So now we're gonna do our championship predictions. So I think we honestly got it ending in the same way. Cody and Spears, you have who going over in that one? I got Sean Spears going over. Get the upset. I'm just playing. <laughs> oh, I've got Cody winning. Yeah, I saw some uh, Caleb say, and, and it was funny because he got buried for saying this, but I was literally typing the message out when he put it up. He's like, well, 
Lance is going to screw Cody, and then Cody's going to screw Lance. And I was like, that's kind of how that it was like, and that was kind of how I saw it going. But then I realized this is not what I'm used to watching. You know what I right. mean? Yeah. So it's like, like oh. I'm like, look, we're trying to establish this belt, and we need to put it on a top level guy. You're taking the two top level guys that are in this tournament off the tournament already. Nah, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we got uh so we got Cody both going over, Sammy G and Darby. Who goes over? I think Darby's going over here. Um he won the last match and um Sammy's uh a lost post, as they say. Um and they did that punch for a reason and I think it's either in the in the absurd scenario that Cody's eliminated, he would then face Spears and get that win back. Or, you know, he faces Cody again. I am kind of concerned about him losing to Cody once again. Um but, you know, that's that's I don't I don't think it's anything that eventually one day he's going to to beat Cody. So maybe it's later on. Yes. Um yeah, uh I you know, I got Darby going over so Cody can get his revenge on that traitor. Cody uh, can get his revenge. Then we got Dustin and Kip Sabian. I Dustin. Yeah, I got Dustin here because I'm never picking Kip, Kip Sabian. Uh, I think the best thing Kip Sabian has done since he's co- or come to company was when he wrestled Kenny. And then the second best thing was when he was uh, in the crowd and or taking all the bumps for, for the women. Yes. I, I think that's his next best role. And then we got all Archer versus Cocavana. Of course, all this buildup for Archer, he can't lose. Murder Hawk. Yeah, Murder Hawk. So then we would have Kobe, Cody versus Darby. Who do you got there? I'm going to take Cody there. Right. Clean victory. You know what? In my predictions, I'm actually going to take Darby. Mm, this man trying to throw us off the scent. You know, I, I this tr- man trying to reverse jinx. Yeah, I truly think I truly think they're going to at least do one where Lance costs Cody. I don't know if Cody will cost Lance, but Lance is going to cost Cody. And then gotcha. you, and then you have Darby, and he'll be wrestling against. So we have Archer versus Dustin. I think Archer just beats the shit out of Dustin. He's uh, going to destroy Dustin. Like he's going to brutalize him in a way that like completely like it's going to be like Cody's going to have to come to the ring and save his brother. Like it's going to be bad. So then I think we get Darby versus. Cabana in the finals like, at double or nothing or whenever they're able to do the show. And you, you mean said, Darby versus Lance. Or Darby mean. versus Archer. That's what I meant. Darby yeah. versus Archer. And you got Cody, Cody versus, versus Archer. Archer. Right. Yep. See, I got Darby versus Archer, and then I think Cody then calls Archer in the finals. Gotcha. And then I think Darby is your first champion, and they use that to get him over. I think they're gonna make. I think they're gonna make Lance the first champion. Uh, since John Moxley's still the champ as a babyface, they'll put this on a heel for to have faces go against him. He'll put Cody down. Cody eventually will have to come back and fight him uh, after realizing he he didn't want no type of smoke with this dude right now. He's he, he may injure Cody in, in the whenever you know to be written off for a certain amount of time. Yes, that's yeah. That, that that would be actually pretty ingenious. I just think like Cody has been building up a lot of these one match, and then kind of the feud's over. I think he mm-hmm. needs an extended feud, a two three match feud. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think def- that's I think that's definitely what's needed. But that's basically everything that happened in AEW. Uh, everything's really uncertain. Uh, Florida shut down, like shut down. Like no gatherings more than ten people. There's a stay-at-home order in Florida. There is now a stay-at-home order in Georgia. Those are the two places they record. But they have enough material to get them halfway through May. It's not known when they'll be able to record again. Uh, simply put, just remember this: Tony, Tony Khan and his family are billionaires, and they so, have a plan. Yeah, and they have their own plan. So, <laughs> if they really want to record, like, we coming to get you. <laughs> yeah, we coming to get you. We're gonna meet you in this there. place, and then they'll be like AEW coming from you to from an undisclosed location, so <laughs> people can't. <laughs> <laughs> so they can't come shut us down, <laughs> you know. So it's they, you know what I mean. I'm just saying, rich people can do things that other people can't. It's just the life. I'm not telling anything, telling anyone anything they don't know. So if the recording comes down, if WWE figures out a way to record, AEW is gonna figure out a way to record. But they were smart. They got it all in the can. It, like I said, uh, they said they can make it through double or nothing. Has so mid March, I mean mid May, not March. March was the longest month in history, uh, so they can make it through mid May. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Rich, as I did last week with Amy, do you have any advice for people dealing with the isolation? Any matches or wrestlers that you're studying that you should you want to throw out there for people Yo, to get? Definitely. Yeah. Um. I two weeks ago I went on a binge of watching old Kenta Kobashi matches. Really enjoyed a lot of those uh, from All Japan, also Noah, um, where he was the champion, the Global Honor Crown champion, the GHC, from 2003 to 2005. There's like a nine-hour YouTube video that's really great. Uh, and last week I was watching uh, some Manami Toyota and Aja Kong and Bull Nakano stuff. Uh, there is a 1994 match, I believe, between Aja Kong and Manami, Manami Toyota. It is like a modern uh, New Japan made event. It is incredible. Easy five stars. Go out of your way to see it. It's right on YouTube. Uh, Manami Toyota versus Aja Kong. You'll know you're watching the right one um, when they're in the dome, I believe. Um, and it was just incredible. I, I can't recommend it enough. I and try to just uh, go down different, you know, binge watchings and that. So I, I, I definitely recommend checking out some Aja Kong, some Bull Nakano. I watched a Bull Nakano uh, match with uh, Aja Kong with Manami Toyo also. Now I find myself like kind of. Um, gravitating toward the Haas women like Bull or Aja and then come to find out they were teaming up together uh, a couple times so uh, move over Kane and Undertaker I, I'm all about this Bull and Aja yes uh, yeah that I mean that's great that's a great idea what I'm doing is I am watching when Shawn Michaels came back to the WWE I am watching all the pay-per-view matches from then till his retirement Wow! And, yeah, uh, me and Dave uh, Finishell were talking about that. We're actually thinking about actually doing a podcast where we discuss, you know, like uh, each year of Shawn Michaels' pay per view run. Because if you gotcha. honestly go look at all his matches, he had a pretty magical run that lasts. The the legend of Shawn Michaels 
was that period of time. Every WrestleMania from 19 to 26 when he retired, arguably mm-hmm. the best match on the card. Right. Yeah, and it's just, that's crazy. Like, you can honestly say his worst matches during that time was the match with Vince McMahon, which a lot of people were entertained by, and Ric Flair. And Ric Flair was a damn good match. But yeah. that was like his worst match. He had an amazing match with Kurt Angle in that. Or he had an amazing match with John Cena in there. It's just, you just watch it and it, it's just. The Undertaker matches and you have a, uh, he was in that triple threat. Yeah. He also had Jericho. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It was like seven matches. But they were like seven of the best matches ever, and they were clear. Like you know, Triple H gets that twenty-seven minutes before it was Triple H. It was Sean. He had the longest <laughs> match on the card, like every night, every time. It was just like he. That's I mean, that's when Mister WrestleMania was really born. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, definitely check that out. Hey, man, do whatever you can to stay sane. Take care of your mental health. Get out. Take a walk. Uh, but you know, just keep, go drive if yeah, you can. Yeah, like, I went for a drive yesterday. Yeah, keep social distancing in mind. Uh, you know what? This ain't gonna last forever. I mean, it's gonna feel like it, but it's not gonna last forever. Uh, Rich, you want to do your plugs? Yeah, man. Make sure you guys um check us out over in um on One Nation Radio. Uh, James and I are every Sunday or Monday uh, talking about pretty much everything in wrestling: uh, WWE, AEW, Stardom, New Japan. Uh, I'll throw in random stuff. <laughs> if you guys want to holler at us, join the Social Suplex Discord group. I saw a couple of you guys rolling in. Uh, really, that's dope. And if you ever just want to talk to us in there, you can just use the, the at button to make sure that we see it. Because uh, I know I keep my notifications off, and I know several of us uh, also do that. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at RichLadder32 or at One Nation Radio, and you know, send me a tweet. Yes, if you want to watch people getting at the FDS online, that is is Rich's specialty. That is his calling card, triggering folks. Making people uncomfortable, apparently. One tweet, and it has your phone blowing up, don't it? Yeah. yeah. And, of course, make sure you're following at AT Elite Pod, uh, at Social Suplex, at All Elite Tiffany, and at Phoenix AEW on Twitter. Uh, this show was brought to you by Power Slam TV. Make sure you go to Power Slam TV, use the code Social Suplex, and your first month's free. So, with that, I want to thank you for listening. Hopefully, I provided you a little bit of escape from what's uh, going on in the world. I want to thank Mr. Rich Lada for joining me on this early Sunday morning as we get ready for day two of WrestleMania and we count down to the real show which is Dynamite every Wednesday. I will yes. remind you to stay vigilant. Make sure vigilant. you're watching. We need, those, we need those ratings up. Uh, yeah, I saw that number go down, and I was like, people ain't staying vigilant. I'm going to have to remind them again. So stay <laughs> vigilant. Tell your friends, tell your family, to watch the show. There's nothing else new on anyway, so they should be watching AEW. And remember, whether it's homework or school, always do your best to be elite. Forget. Oh, 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 oh,